here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun, Welcome to play-by-play. Casey Gisclair here with Coach Brian Colley. I have tried to start the show two or three times. I'm like, what's going on? I know the mics are on. Like, we're in program. Like, everything is, should be working. Uh, the mic volume is supposed to be on 15. It is on zero. Um, so, yeah, that's why we were not able to start the show, Coach. So I believe we call that in football a false start. So, like, do I have to put my chair five yards back for the whole show? Like, how does that work? Well, some people may say it's the best you sound in a while. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank our sponsors today, the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Two Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. We've got a fun show coming your way today. In the next segment, we're going to Ellender. We'll have Jamie Delahousse, the baseball coach out there at Ellender. They have made the playoffs now several straight seasons, which is um, an accomplishment for a program that traditionally hasn't had a lot of success. We'll ask Coach Jamie about their summer and how that's gone. Then at noon, we'll go to B.J. Young, South Lafouche football. He's not been in the field house lately battling like a finger issue or whatever it may be, but the Tarpons are about ready to hit the field for their uh, offseason, uh, like preseason camp. We'll ask Coach Young some things he's most excited to see in the next segment of the show. Yeah, he hasn't been in the field. Uh, I practice a good bit, but he's been pointing his coaches in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> pointing, <huh? laughs> Very interesting. And at 12-15, We've got one of our favorite calling guests to come in, and the folks that a lot of listeners have actually told me they enjoy listening to, too. That's our good buddy James Schilling with Nichols Golf, who will be joining us. He is going to let us know about the Open Championship. He's going to let us know about how their offseason is going and you know all the drama and hoopla surrounding live golf and everything of the sort. We'll ask Coach Schilling about all of that. I get told, <clears throat> you know, we have a lot of guests on regularly, yourself being one of them. Um... I get told by a lot of people, and even folks that don't even know the man, like, hey, man, I like when you have that golf guy on. Like, he knows, like, so Coach Schilling will be joining us, and uh, he does a great job. We look forward to chatting with him. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys. I uh, Hearing him uh, on the show a few times, and uh, very impressive, and a lot of knowledge. And uh, every time he comes on, you're going to learn something about golf. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. So we uh, look forward to doing that today. Of course, a lot of folks are maybe wondering, hey, it's Tuesday. Well, you know, what time is Stan coming on? We're not going to have Stan on today. Because remember, he's dealing with uh, issues at the home. His mother uh, passed away, unfortunately. So, again, we're continuing to pray for them and hope that, you know, everybody is going to find some peace in a tough situation. So, Coach, let's talk about this. You came on yesterday. First off, thanks for coming back in studio. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Um, second, you guys were... Uh, doing your athletic physicals yesterday and the talk was okay you know we'll get maybe like 120 130 kids whatever Woo, you guys did more than 200 athletic physicals yesterday 
Gives you a big leg up, a little bit of a head start into the new school year, man. That uh, sounds like you guys were very productive last night. Yeah, 203 uh, boys and girls came through with physicals and a lot of freshmen, a lot wow. of freshmen. So uh, that's a good sign for our program. And, you know, again, shout out to the doctors, uh, Clayton Boger, Eddie Smith, uh, Elizabeth, is it just Claire? Yes. And uh, just tons of, of the nurses. Uh, Holly, lady to see, uh, got her nurses there and uh, just uh, our coaches and you know, a very smooth process. We we finished at 8.07, so we did over 200 physicals. Well, we, the doctors, and uh, we went through the process in uh, right over two hours. So it was a very smooth process. And, again, thanks for the doctors and all the help, uh, nurses and all that came out. And the physical therapists, can't forget them, they came out uh, yesterday to give us a hand. And now you guys are going to be moving into a parent, is it parent coach meeting today? That, is that what's taking place? Uh, parent athlete meeting. Parent athlete meeting. All okay. incoming freshmen that want to play a fall sport at 6 o'clock in the school cafeteria. Uh, probably take uh, yeah, a little bit less than an hour, but we've got to get all that paperwork uh, covered and so they can start filling that out so they can start get on the practice fields. I look, man. People don't realize this, and they're gonna realize it soon. And you, you mentioned it just a second ago. There are so many ninth graders that are coming up, and they're really gifted. They could play. They could play their respective sports very well. They're very gifted. A lot of the sports in the school are gonna have new starters because we had such a large senior group this past year. They're gonna have a lot of new starters. But I'm telling you all now, in basketball, in uh, baseball, in football, whatever, soccer, tennis, whatever it may be. There are some young, very talented kids coming up. It's going to be exciting to see them kind of make their own mark and put their own stamp on things here in the next couple of years. Yeah, you see how they're going to adjust to the high school level, but then the the three years going to, that's going to follow is going to be uh, major. It's yeah. going to be fun to watch these young guys play along. This year with the mix of our sophomores, juniors, and seniors that we're going to have, I really think some of our uh, – teams we're going to su- surprise some people and I said it before you know I'm, I'm excited to watch our volleyball team because they've sure. been working extremely hard and I think they're going to have a great season wonderful so we look forward to chatting with BJ about that that'll be at 12 o'clock then we'll, as we said we'll get to Jamie Dell who say 11 45 then James Schilling at 12 15 looking at the week one high school football schedule um there are a lot of interesting matchups you got Central Lafouche taking on John Curtis uh Interesting scheduling there from the Trojans, but that's their week one opponent. East St. John taking on St. James. That'll be a big premier matchup there. Terrebonne and South Terrebonne, to me, I think is a fascinating matchup. It's two teams that have both first-year head coaches, two teams that didn't have the seasons last year they hoped to have, two teams that were very young, and now that youth will be kind of coming up to the next level. Coach, the one that I got circled, outside of the one that we're going to be at, of course, which is South Lafouche and St. Edmund, the one that I have circled is Thibodeau against Letcher. And the reason for that being, Chris really thinks he's got a really good team. He thinks he's got a really good offense. He thinks that his offensive line is big and strong. I know his defense is nasty. I know that they've got all the talent that they think they need to make a run in 5A. Lutcher is coming into the 4A district, and we know they've got athleticism. We know they've got a great quarterback. But folks, I think, locally don't know a whole lot else. If Thibodeau puts it on Lutcher pretty good, I think everybody in our local 4A district might kind of exhale a little bit whole. Like, these guys maybe aren't as good as we thought. <laughs> if it's a close game, eh, who knows? 
And I said this a couple weeks ago. If Lutcher shows up and just beats Thibodeau by like a couple touchdowns, like, oh, my goodness, we all may be in some trouble. That game, to me, I think both ways is going to be telling. How much progress has Thibodeau made and how good Lutcher actually is. I think that that's going to be a fascinating week one matchup over in Tiger Stadium out in Thibodeau. And look, Coach Dugas has been talking high of his team all summer. And I think the key for the Thibodeau Tigers this year, if they don't turn the ball over. Because in the past, they were turning it over five, six times a game. So if if they don't turn the ball over, uh, I look for Thibodeau to be very impressive this year. And, you know, Lutcher's Lutcher. That's going to be a a big matchup that week one of the season. And you're right. If um, either way, some – it's going to open eyes of some people yeah. uh, on uh, each side of you know uh, the 5A or 4A district. No doubt. And then also in Homa, that, that Thibodeau game is going to be played in Thibodeau, maybe the game of the night over in Terrebonne Parish will be. How about this? you got Vanderbilt hosting E.D. White. That's, two, that's a huge rivalry game, A. B, that's a state semifinal team facing a state final team in Division Two. So it's two very decorated programs. And three... It's an EDY defense that's replacing some guys who's now in their first test of the season going to have to be chasing Jalen Coleman around the field. He's going to touch the ball 30, 35 times in that one. Those teams didn't have the opportunity to face one another in recent years because of COVID pushing the start of the season back. It washed it away in 2020. Then the storm washing away the first week of last season or the first few weeks of last season. Now they do, knock on wood, get to play again this upcoming year. That one will be in Homa. And that's going to be a showdown. Look, both coaches would come on and say, oh, no, we respect and love our, you know, Vanda, but we respect and love E.D. White. Nah, those schools don't like one another very much. That's going to be a physical, intense, hard-fought game between two really, really good football teams. And without playing that game two years in a row, it's going to make this year even bigger. And you always want to come out the gates hot. You want to win that first game, get that momentum going for the season. That's going to be a big game for both of these ball teams. You know what I think is interesting is that E.D. White, okay, last year they were so prolific defensively. Like, they didn't miss tackles at all. They tackled as well as I've ever seen a defense tackle at the high school level. Their offense at times, yeah, they controlled the game, controlled the clock. They did at times struggle, right, because they struggled maybe to extend the field. They struggled maybe to stretch the field. They had like a ninth or 10th grader at quarterback. They had like, I believe it was like 10th grader at fullback or whatever it may be. They were super young. I think that they're going to almost do – Kind of like what we see Alabama do is that, you know, Alabama one year, they lose all the defensive guys to the draft. And the next year, the offense scores 50 points a game and the defense will maybe be a little bit less. Then they lose all the offensive guys to the draft. But by the next year, the defense is great again and the offense is maybe a little bit lacking. I think E.D. White's offense this year, and I talked with Kyle about this and he kind of was agreeing. I think their offense is going to be more prolific. And if their defense takes a step back or two, but it's still solid, it won't matter as much because they're going to be capable of scoring more points this year. I think that's the way it's going to go for them. Who you would give the early nod to? I know it's real, real early. In that one? In that game. I'll say E.D. White only because Tommy came on a couple, not yesterday, but the last time he came on and said, I'm young in my front seven. And if you're young in your front seven against them, you're never going to have the ball because they're going to get three, four yards running it up the middle and you're never going to have the ball. Yeah, I think uh, ball control, which team is going to control the ball, sustain these long drives, and, you know, don't give the ball to the other team. And it's going to be a, that's going to be a battle. Yeah, that's going to be a very physical game. That's going to be a very, very fun game to watch. If we didn't have a game ourselves, <laughs> hell, official association, if you want to move week <laughs> yeah. one to Thursday, you know, we wouldn't be opposed to that. 
And then South Hoos taking on St. Edmund. I've been asked a lot uh, by people, and I'll, I'll actually read you their schedule from last year. I've been asked a lot, like, who's this St. Edmund? Like, where do they find these guys? And we'll ask BJ where they found them exactly. But this is a program that they're a 1A school, but don't just say, oh, they're a 1A school. They're coming in to get crushed. They won one, two, three, four, five, six games last season. They beat Oakdale, Basile, Tara, uh, beat Livonia. Hell, that's a 4A school. Beat uh, North Central, beat Westminster Christian. Then they... Their losses were to Evangel by 15. Evangel was a little bit down last year, but still. Uh, then they lose to Opelousa's Catholic Sacred Heart and also to Catholic of Point Coupee. So it's a team coming in. Their enrollment's not going to be great, uh, but they're going to be coming down the bay and, and taking on the Tarpons. And I feel like in this one, you're facing a 1A school. They're not going to have 100 kids on their roster. It's going to be an early season game. It's going to be hot. Liking it almost remember when, when we faced uh, – Bonneville, the start of season down the bayou. It was very close, first two quarters, whatever. You get out of halftime, Bonneville's like, you know what? It's hot. Let's just go home. And the Tarpons took it to them in the second half. I think the conditioning is going to be a big factor in that week one game. Yeah, and I remember that Bonneville game. The coaches, their plan going in, they knew exactly. They say in the second half, we're just going to wear this team down. Yeah. And, you know, they're more athletic than us possibly. But that was their, their game plan going in because that year that team was well conditioned. They, yeah. And you're right. It's going to be hot early on. It's, it's going to it's going to be brutal. Yeah. So we'll see how that one goes. But we still got a ways to go to get there. That's going to be the first Friday in September. So about a month and a week or so. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to go to Ellender. We're going to spend some time with their baseball coach, Coach Jamie Delahousse. The Patriots had another playoff season. We'll ask him about how they're going to build on that playoff season in the next segment. It's play by play here on KLEB. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Dufresne Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Do you have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. 
Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. All right, let's test your 90s wrestling trivia. What wrestler is this theme song for? No clue. We've got so much work to do here in play-by-play. That is the theme song of Hollywood Hulk Hogan after he turned into a bad guy and painted his beard black and would strum the guitar of the the NWO. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Let's go to the phone lines for the first time. Today, we have Jamie Delahousse with the Ellen the Patriots. Coach Delahousse, would you have known whose theme music that was that we just played? Yes, sir. Hey, my my oh, man. My, my, my man. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Coach, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing all right. How about you? Wonderful. How was y'all summer, man? I know you guys wrapped up a couple weeks ago. We had you on earlier in the summer, and you said, hey, man, they were trying to break some guys into some new spots and everything of the sort. How'd that process play out for Ellender? kind of tough in, in a way because we had a lot of rain out sports in the season but uh got to see some young guys step up because like i said we lost seven seniors so uh, it was going to be very tough to replace that and find new leadership and i think we're slowly starting that process of finding the leadership we need for next year and uh it turns out that i think i'm gonna we're gonna be very excited to see what the baseball can do next spring uh, a lot of young guys came up, a uh, couple of talented kids. So uh, we're going to see see how it pans out. We have to have a good off season. Uh, right now, it's kind of kind of tough. Right now, we're it's good and bad. We're it's in we're in waiting limbo, but it's coming. We have new weight room equipment and stuff like that. We're just waiting for the stations to finally show up, and we can finally get in the weight room. Uh, and it's going to be very exciting. We've got all new equipment coming in. Uh, it's been a long road, long process, but we're about to hopefully find a place that we can call home on the, uh, on the east side uh, near Ellender's campus. Very uh, nice, very yeah. nice. So, yeah. so tell me about that. I've had Jesse on, I've had Cornell on. I understand you guys are getting like a weight room in like the old vocational college area. So, okay, that's awesome. Whenever you guys have a permanent campus, is that equipment and everything still y'all's, or does it belong to them? Like, what? How's that work? Uh, no, it, the equipment is definitely Ellender High School's. Uh, it's just going to be whenever the school's built, where it's going to go. But right now, the building that Votex allowing us to use is really, really good. It's uh, a lot of room, so it's a very nice building, and we we can store a lot of athletic equipment, uniforms in there. So it kind of really helps with, uh, with with putting everything in one central location, kind of for athletes and stuff, instead of them going back and forth trying to figure out what the portables and modules and stuff. Uh, we're able to house everything in one building. Wonderful. We had Jesse Turner on, I believe it was last week, and he said, hey, look, man, you know, we were a program that was struggling, but the last couple years we've made the playoffs, and that's cool. But he said now – it's time to take the next step. Now we want to be closer to hosting a playoff game. We want to maybe be in a position to maybe win a playoff game, and we want to make that next leap forward. 
Same almost could be said for you all. You guys were a team that annually was outside of the top 32, but now you've consistently been inside of the top 32. Is the message kind of, all right, let's not be, you know, the 26th seed anymore. Let's jump up and, you know, be the 18th seed and give ourselves a better shot at it. How do you take that next step? Well, first time we made the playoffs, I think we were right around 30. Uh, this past time, we moved up a couple more spots around 28, 26. So, yes, the message is to move up, give ourselves a better chance, and, I mean, first time, the first time we got ten in a row, and this time we went with uh, Tioga, eight done. I mean, I know if we still got shut out. I mean, we faced a great pitcher, uh, the lefty. I forgot it. Oh, I we saw him name. last year. He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you know who I'm talking about. But no, uh, no, he. It, it, it's um, for us to even hold that team with that kind of offense, to eight runs, and play a full game. That that was that was the huge positive I took out of it. I mean, we're heading in the right direction. We're starting to compete better. We're playing seven innings. So the next step, yeah, is try to get move up a little bit and get that first playoff win. Uh, so uh, I have a lot of pitchers returning, uh, a lot of guys I counted on last year. So that should be a big plus. So it's really exciting moving forward. And um, I'm really, really curious how the offseason is going to pan out. If we have a great one. I'm really anticipating good things for the spring. Is there ever a time where you're sitting back and, you know, you're maybe watching TV at the house or whatever, and it dawns on you like, man, if we would just be in any other damn district in the state of Louisiana, we could maybe be a 17-20 win team. Because, look, man, you guys had a really good club, and at times in district play you were super competitive, but you're facing state champions, you're facing state quarterfinalists. Like, you guys just don't catch a break in district play at all. No, uh, I mean my my guys were like it was a good good thing that that South Carolina won. It, it kind of gave my guys a little bit of confidence because before they started their playoff run, uh, we played them for nine innings uh, straight, and we actually outplayed them. We just we just couldn't close out that game. But it, it was something my guys never really felt before competing for themselves and wanting something really bad and they really were trying to play well for that game but no this district is i i i i roll and turn when i think about the district because we've got three state championships champions in there and it's gonna it's thankfully i guess in a way we're only playing them once <laughs> because it is crazy how tough our district is it's one of it's one of the more impressive districts in the entire class of 4 Coach, we covered y'all baseball game last year against South Lafourche, y'all senior night, and I just came away so impressed with uh, just the emotions y- y- you you showed, your kids showed, and the respect that they had uh, towards you and your coaching staff. Uh, just talk about how important it is to form these bonds with these kids and these uh, relationships. Uh, it's extremely important, and, and Elner's one of the- you see, I was at Terrebonne for almost 12 years, and I, honestly, I mean, I love Terrebonne, I love Terrebonne, my alma mater and stuff, but something about uh, these kids at Eleanor, when you earn their trust, they're willing to drive through a brick wall for you. So it took three three years or so to earn that trust, uh, and, and now earning it and them believing what we're trying to teach them, and they're hearing constant baseball talk. I mean, uh, you know, 
basically, Eleanor has been known for most of their years for being a basketball school. Well, when I first came in, we were talking about, <laughs> like, basketball players, LeBron James, Steph Curry, all them guys. Now, the first year this year, we got them investing in the sport they're playing in baseball. We're, we're talking about Mike Trout. They're doing fantasy baseball now. The whole conversation has turned to baseball, and it's really nice to see that as being involved and now they finally enjoying the sport. Now, I mean, we come a long way since my first year. We had 16. Now we're up to around the 25 to 30 kids. So, no, that trust is, uh, has been huge, and, and they're starting to buy in. I ask Joe about this type of stuff all the time. I want to bounce this idea off of you. In the MLB, you see all the time, oh, we're going to ban the shift. You can't shift anymore, or they got different ideas for how it's going to look in the future. I'm I'm twofold. One, I could see, you know, hey, it does kind of get boring watching guys hit hard ground balls right at somebody all game long. I get that. But on the flip side to that, as, you know, almost like an analytical like coach-type mind, I'm like, well, you know, just bunt for a base hit over and over again, and then they'll stop shifting. I know it's not going to affect the high school game, but just as a baseball fan, what are your thoughts as that debate rages on? It, it, it's tough to say for, from my perspective. I see all arguments and sides of it, but the one thing we're, I, I guess we need to make sure we factor in, they can pay millions to drive the ball in a way out the park. They're sure. not getting paid it singles, so – but they are talented enough to drive the ball the other way. I mean, I was watching the Home Run Derby show yesterday, and, I mean, uh, Juan Solo was just trying to hit the ball where it was pitched. I mean, uh, he wasn't even trying to initially drive it out of the park until it, it, it was like the last round. He geared up and tried pulling it. But, no, the shit, I mean, I understand. And I guess, in a way, I'm waiting to see how the shift really impacts because I know it's coming next year. And I, I – I guess I've never seen it before because they've always shifted in major league, you know? Yeah. So I've never seen them being forced not to shift. So I guess, but, uh, but does it mean the second baseman for our lefty can play deeper or is he restricted just to the infield? I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's going to be different ways they're going to try to protect themselves on the pull guy. But no, I think it's the toughest part, and that's why. Me, personally, I prefer watching college in a way because you still get that kind of effort and fight to do the right things. In the pros, you're getting paid millions. I mean, you're trying to put on a show for the fans that are there. No doubt. I understand that, brother. Look, man, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. Keep up the good work, man. Yes, sir. No problem. That's Coach Della Husse with Ellen. There, I always love that. Well, first off, you know, before we start talking about MLB stuff, first off, they're doing an outstanding job. And they're um, – not that far away. You know, two years ago, they almost beat South LaFouche on the road. Last year, they go nine innings with the South Terrebonne team just a week before they start their playoff run. They're closer than people realize, and uh, that, that's a testament to the work that he and his brother Brian have done over at Ellen. They've done a fantastic job. Yeah, and it's not uh, an overnight process. They're doing it the right way. Each year, they're getting better and better and better. Uh, more and more kids, like you said, are buying in to that yeah. program, and Ellen is uh, gonna be a force in this, uh, and look, playing these tough teams in district, that's gonna help them when they get in the playoffs. Yeah, that helps them a lot. So, uh, you know, hopefully they can get in and make a little, uh, you know, win a couple of games and take it from there. That'd be awesome. What are your thoughts on this shift, dude? We we talk about this with everybody, and like, okay, 
You watch an MLB game now, so at least six, seven times a game. They hit a hard ground ball through the hole, and you're thinking, hey, base hit. No, there's an infielder just in the outfield ready to scoop it up and throw it to first. And it limits the offense. But on the flip side to that, it's almost like I could imagine, okay, the outrage of the NFL said, hey, you can't play dime defense anymore. Hey, you can't blitz a safety anymore. Like You're limiting what a defense could do to try to stop an offense when at the end of the day, if you've got all of your infielders on the right side, the batter could just push a bunt to the left side and get on base. They don't ever do that. I, I don't know. I'm torn. I see it both ways. I'd love to see more offense, but I could also see where it's highly unfair to the pitchers and the defense. So I don't know how I lean on that. Well, you know what? My philosophy, you do what it takes to win the game. Yeah, yeah. And if it, you need to shift to win the game, well, to me, that's part of it. So why limit them? And, and on the flip side to that is if you need to get on base, then just pull one to the left side fly, and get a base Yep, find a way. Find a way. So, yeah, I, I kind of – I could see that both sides to that. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to B.J. Young of South Lafouche High School football. We haven't had Coach B.J. on in a while. He's been fighting it a little bit, but we'll have Coach on in the next segment of the show. We will ask him about Tarpon football. We're just a couple weeks before they start their preseason camp. It's play-by-play starting our lunchtime hour after this break on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. 
We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. This is Casey Gisclair here with Play by Play. Broadcasting Monday through Friday from 1130 to 1, we will offer the latest in high school sports all across the Bayou region with a little bit of college and pro mixed in. We'll interview coaches and student athletes throughout the week, getting their thoughts on the action happening in our area. Our phone lines are always open, so feel free to chime in with your thoughts as well. Find us on social media. We will be heavily promoting our content and getting our audience involved. That's play-by-play every Monday through Friday at 1130 right here on your home for high school sports, 102.7 FM, KLEB. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Agriculture is big business in our state. $11 billion a year for Louisiana's economy. When other businesses had to shut their doors, our essential Louisiana farmers and ranchers continue to provide each of us with the food and fiber we need to survive. That's why I'm a proud member of the Louisiana Farm Bureau family. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. All right, if you don't know this one, like, just leave. Like, come on, man. Come on. Uh, McMahon? No, no. It, okay. Hulk Hogan's theme was the last one. This is the theme for the group, the NWO, the actual NWO. Oh, man, that, that's. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to do a show at some point in the future. We're going to spend 90 minutes of me playing wrestling music for Coach Kyle and asking him to guess which one. It said, I, I, just said it. Come I on, recognize man. it now. <laughs> it's play-by-play play here on KLEV. We hope everybody's enjoying their day. We go to the phone lines. We are pointing at this guy, BJ Young. What's going on, brother? How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? You doing all right? Yes, we're doing fine, brother. Look, dude, all jokes aside, uh, you understand it's been a rough couple of weeks for you, brother. How are we doing, man? Good, man. Uh, you know, getting better every day. Just trying to stay positive. You know, it's hard not, not being out there uh, with the guys. You know, I got the okay to kind of go in the mornings. Uh, but I got to stay inside. I can't sweat till August 1st. So, it's, uh, I mean, it's tough. But, but you, you got to just take it, I guess, you know, one day at a time. Uh, Coach, you know, in, what's that like? Because, dude, I mean, that – that locker room is like, you know, 70, 80 of your own kids, dude. So to be separated from them a little bit, to not be able to go to practice with them every day and everything of the sort, I know that's eating at you, bro. I know that's got to be super, super tough. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I, I was just so happy to be able to get back yesterday and uh, just see them again. And uh, they're doing some maxes. So I'm kind of in and out of the weight room. You know, he, he wants me to be. You know, cautious of it, and then you know, trying to take the best care of I can, you know, of the finger right now. So, uh, come, come, you know, August, I should be able to coach. You know, he said I should be able to get outside August first if everything stays on the same track. But, uh, you know, I got some good guys, uh, you know, assistant coaches who uh, who do a good job, and uh, you know, they got they keeping it going, and uh, you know, the kids rally around them. So, you know, fortunate to have guys that that help that uh, that do a good job. That was the next question I was going to ask, brother. But sometimes when the cowboy leads, leaves the born for a little bit, the born burns down. Your your born is not burned down. You got some other guys in there that are able to keep it running for a little while while you're on the mend. And I know that's got to make you feel comfortable knowing that you got some great guys in those positions. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, 
the defensive staff is pretty much all intact, so they there. And then, you know, Coach Williams just have to he's having to uh, you know take take the old line and do his thing with them. And Coach Gidry's helping with that, you know, outside. And then he's having to go do the skill positions and you know keep keep them you know going with the plays and stuff like that. So they when they throw a seven on seven against each other at school, you know, to keep getting some work in. So. Uh, yeah, it's a combined effort, and uh, you know we're lucky to have those guys in position to uh, to keep to keep it moving in the right direction. Earlier in the show, we were kind of rattling off the week one schedule around the area, and we talked about your matchup with St. Edmund. And you know, I, I promised the listeners that we would ask you because you know that's a school that I don't think South Lafourche has ever played. It's a school that a lot of folks around this you know this area don't even know where it is. And, but we're rattling off the names on the schedule. They've won six games last year. They're a one A school, but heck, they beat a four A school in Tara. They beat a four A school in Livonia. So they're going to be a group that's going to come in and can play a little bit. How'd you build that relationship, and what are some things you're expecting to see from them in week one? Right. No, that's going to be a good test uh, to to see where we at for sure because they're going to be well coached. They're going to do things the right way. Kind of watch a little film, and they remind they remind me a lot of of how we look. You know, of how 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 we do things, and um, it, I think it's going to be a good week one opponent. You know, got lucky kind of, uh, you know, I know Ash called one wanted to play, so we kind of had like a verbal deal with Ash. And then the, the guy who runs uh, Go Press does a good job of keeping the state, you know, up to date on who's looking for stuff and who's open certain weeks. And, um, you know, I saw St. Evan was looking for a game, kind of looked at their schedule um, and thought it would be a good game for us. And, uh, you know, he agreed to play. So, um yeah, you know, uh, I like the matchup. I think uh, it's going to be a good team, and uh, we're going to get a measure and stick right off the jump, that's for sure. Facing a single-A opponent, you're going to have more kids than they're going to have, and, and, and Coach Colley and I were talking about this in the in the first segment in the Open. I think that one of the keys to this is, hey, if it's close in the second half, if you guys are well-conditioned and are in shape and are ready to handle the heat, you guys may be able to get a little bit of an edge because you're going to have more bodies than they're going to have. I'm sure whenever you guys open camp, it's going to be with the mindset of, hey, let's build these dudes up, and we're going to be the strongest, most physically, you know, physical team, great condition team every Friday night that we take the field. Right. And, and look, man, I can tell you, you know, if you look back to games last year, you know, we was in a lot of close games, you know, and we won a lot of them in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's kind of something we've always preached, you know, that we hard on them and, you know, it, it, it's not fun, you know, when you're out there and, and you just practice for two hours and we run you for another 30 minutes, you know. Um, but but it pays off. Um, you know, we, we won a lot of games, I thought, neck and neck or had to scrap back from behind in the fourth quarter and pulled it off. So, uh, you know, our kids bought in and, and they uh, they understand uh, the process. So, absolutely. You know, I think the only advantage we would have is that we'd have more kids week one. Um but they, but look, man, they they're gonna be in shape. Uh, you know, like you said, they won six games, and historically, they they win some games. So uh, they they do things the right way. It's, it's an older uh, a coach that's been there for a while. So uh, you know, he's built his his program. You know, and then kids know what they're getting into when they get there. So um, you know, week one or week nine, it's got to be the same kind of mentality that we have to be the more in shape team and the more physical one. BJ, this is gonna, and I'm knocking on wood as I say this. You know, this is gonna be your third season. Your first season, you had some home games, but a lot of them you had, you know, a lot of guys that were in quarantine and contact tracing. A lot of them were on Saturdays because they were delayed to get guys out of contact tracing, whatever. Then last year you had just the one, just the playoff game. To know, and again, I'm saying this with my fingers crossed, that you're about ready to be approaching a season where you're going to just have 
a normal home schedule, playing at home, you know, five, six Friday nights. Dude, that's got to be a relief and a feeling of comfort that you've never had since being in South Lafouse. No, I, I, man, I want to say this might be my second or third Friday night game that that's going to happen, uh, you know, against St. Edmund as, as a Friday night, you know, kickoff. Um, you know, I know I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I can't wait. I, I try to enjoy, you know, every moment from here, you know, until that because once it, get, it goes so fast, you know, you get so so worked up and so ready to go, and you blink, and and it's over. You know, so you try to enjoy it, but um, you know, and I speak uh, on behalf of everybody. I'm sure that that we we nipping at the bit, and we can't wait to have a uh, like you said, knock on wood, a regular season. Um, you know, and and, I, and 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 I know the kids as well. And uh, if it's any if it's any um, you know, testament to how the playoff game was, that was one of the top environments. You know, you know I've ever been in. You know, that was that was special and. Uh, you know, look to bring the same energy this season. BJ, Coach Conley and I were talking about this yesterday. I'm going to ask you about this today because I think it's an interesting topic. There are a lot of discussions about official shortages around the state, and we talked and we said, okay, BJ, would you – or I asked Brian, I said, Brian, would you rather have a game on a Friday, keep your normal routine, but be an official or too short, or would you rather play on a Thursday and have a fully staffed officiating crew if if that ever were to come to fruition this coming season, your approach with that decision, what would your preference be? Yeah, I'd rather play on Friday night and just be be a one or two short or a few short. Um, I think I think the Friday nights are special. Uh, you know, I tell the kids, you know, I played on Saturdays, but Friday nights there's something different about them. So I would want our kids to have the Friday nights, and I know me being selfish, I love Friday nights too. So I would rather just be one or two or a few short and and, and get to play on Friday night, and I think. You know, it's something that, you know, with the school, you know, when it's, the fall is a little different because, you know, football season, it's uh, it's just one game on Friday. You know, so everybody kind of looks forward to Fridays. And, um, you know, I like to keep that alive as long as we could. You know, I, I ask coaches this question often, and I'm curious to hear your answer. Sometimes, you know, after a, a highly competitive postseason game or a high-stakes game, that doesn't go your way. Sometimes coaches say, Oh man, I've watched the film a thousand times. You know, I'm trying to correct, make sure that this doesn't happen again. Other coaches will say, I can't even bring myself to watch it at all. You know, I've never seen it back again. The Opelousas playoff game from last year, is that a situation where you have a hard time watching it? Or is there a situation where, hey, I've watched it about 200 times because I want to fix all those mistakes that we made in that game? Yeah, man, we were eating today. We just went to eat lunch. And uh, Brody asked me, he's like, man, what, what you. I never even asked you. What were your thoughts on the Opelousas game? And uh, <laughs> look, it, it it took me a while to watch it, you know. And then, um, but I've I've probably watched the game. Uh, and look, it was crazy, man. I watched the, I watched the uh, the YouTube copy, you know. Um, not not on Huddle. That that's that's I guess that's weird, you know. I watched the YouTube copy, and because um, I feel like I could get more. It's more kind of how it happened you know it's more live action the timeouts aren't cut out um you can hear the crowd and stuff and I, i've probably watched the youtube copy 10 times um it, it's yeah man look and i told him that today i said well, look i'm just gonna tell you and if you were like i was super upset you know um and, and for a lot of reasons but if you pull it off you, you get to live another week and now you're playing warren easton right so um you, you gotta hold on tight but it uh to get to, to get that win in that environment at that point in time in the year uh, would have been huge for everybody. And to know we just fell up a little short, 
It just it, it, eat, it eats at you. Um, I didn't really watch it to make corrections, man. I just I just wanted to watch it again, and I like I said, I probably watched it about ten times. Um, doesn't get any easier. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why. I guess I'm just a little sick, <laughs> you know. But um, a little. Yeah. Look, we we got to make corrections, and I think I think we we we're making some, and we we headed in the right direction. And you know, it's so easy to point a finger at an area of the game that that costed it. But but the, the nature yeah. of it is everybody could have did something better um, to help us win the game. You know, there's mistakes on in every aspect of the game that we made that you can't make week ten, uh, week eleven of the season, and. Uh, you know, so we were getting those corrected and, uh, you know, move forward and look forward to, uh, you know, winning one or two or a few this year for sure. Coach, I have to. Uh, which hand you pointed that finger with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can show you, it ain't the left pointer. Yeah. <laughs> brother, we thank you so much for the time, man. Hope the doctor's visit goes well. Take care, brother. Yeah, thank you all, man. Yep, that is B.J. Young with South Lafouche High School. Um Interesting to hear his thoughts. He believes that the the sacred nature of the Friday night needs to be protected, and he'd be willing to go without a few if it means playing on Friday. That's interesting. I don't know that every other coach in the area would agree with that sentiment, but uh, it's interesting to hear BJ's perspective. Yeah, look, I, I agree with him because Friday night down the by is something special. And you hear kids talking about it. I know uh, you talk with Justin Gausser, and he always brings up that you know, he had left, came back, and he, he wanted to be a part of that tarpon walk. And that is something special when that band is striking up their music. You got the, your fans making, you know, two lines, a line on each side of the, uh, the street for you. And on a Friday night with those lights shining down, that, that is something special. And, um, you know, I agree with him. I'd much rather play on that Friday night. I, I tend to think – I agree with everything that both of you all said. I, I love – Whenever the time finally does change over and they're doing tarp and walk and it's pitch black. I feel like those are always a little bit more fun as the players are a little bit more fired up as opposed to whenever there's still some daylight. But anyway, yeah, and when that happens, it's playoff time. You that's know, right. You in the playoffs. That's exactly right. As as, as Billy Joe always texts us that wants to see the tarpons play on Thanksgiving. That's that's the goal. That, that hopefully that'll happen sometime soon. Let's catch a break here on play by play when we get back. We're going to James Schilling. We're going to be talking some golf, y'all. We just had a major championship, and now that the major championship season is over, there are some rumors and there are some whispers that a lot, a lot of players are going to be moving over to Live Golf. Coach Schilling and I have talked about that throughout the summer. We'll ask him about that. In addition to how his team is doing in the next segment of the show, it's play-by-play here on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. 
And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne. General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR First Aid Certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. We got one. Coach College just got a base hit. This is the theme song of Kurt Angle. Yes, sir. Very good. It is play-by-play here on KLEB. Hope you guys are enjoying your, heck, what day of the week is it today? It's Tuesday today. Y'all, since COVID, I've not known what day of the week it is ever. Like, I, it's amazing. that Every other trait has come back. The world has returned to normal, but I still have no idea ever what day of the week it is. So my apologies for that. Let's Go to the phone lines now. We have Nichols Golf Coach, Coach James Schilling on the line. One of our favorite guys to have on. Talk some golf. Coach Schilling, good afternoon, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon, Casey. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely, my friend. Coach, um, you guys are in your off season. You got your guys playing around the summer. You guys are also hitting the road recruiting pretty hard. Uh, has the, the pitch been receptive? Have you guys gotten some good feedback on the roads with some of the work that you've been doing to try to secure some future kernels? Yeah, you know, uh, Casey. Right now, we're we're uh, we're in 
pretty good shape with our numbers for this coming year. So we're looking at uh, wrapping up the 2023 class and and uh, getting our eyes on some of the younger players and and uh, and kind of uh, see how they're developing and progressing uh, as we get through the uh, junior golf season, which is really busy right now. So when you get a guy from Spain or from France or from Canada, how does that connection get made? Like, do you subscribe to a database? Are you following certain events that are happening over there? Or do they come to the States and play junior events? Like, how do you make those connections with those kids who are literally across the world? It's actually a combination of all the things that you mentioned. Um, A lot of those uh, individuals that are from other countries, they will spend time in the U.S. competing in – in junior golf tournaments um, that are quite busy right now during the golf off time, also between our fall and spring semester. They'll play in some events in Florida and stuff like that to, to try to get, get their name out there and get noticed by some college coaches. Uh, there are recruiting services as well, um, which are quite helpful uh, for coaches based upon what you're able to do, especially whenever we were uh, kind of locked down there with covid for a while and we weren't able to get out on the road and recruit and, and stuff like that. So uh, it's, it's just like any other sport. Um, it's a, it's a fluid situation and uh, you're just trying to get your eyes and try to get the best players that you can to, uh, to compete at the, at the division one level. I saw a news alert yesterday that made me smile. I saw that, you know, Latour is planning on opening up the full 18 here very soon. And I know you guys have done some great business with them in years past and, to have you know the old home course back and fully operational has got to be something that makes you all very happy. Yes, uh, the course will be uh, open back 18, full 18. I believe it's August the 5th, so that'll be nice for everyone in the golf community. Uh, courses and uh, renovations are, are are going well, and the course is in good shape. Uh, has had a whole lot of play, so it's going to be really nice to to, to have a, another full 18 hole golf course for for everyone in the community to be able to play. Very nice. Coach, let's talk about this. We had the Open Championship, and look, you and I were kind of texting throughout it. We were both a little surprised. I thought McElroy was going to bring it home. I know he was your pick. He played such an, a unique round on Sunday, right, where he doesn't make a single bogey, but you know, just couldn't putt and was hitting all the greens in regulation, and they caught him from behind. Um, so give us you know, a rundown of your thoughts as you're watching the, the, the championship be played out over at St. Andrews. You know, if you would tell me before the start of the round that McElroy would hit all of the greens in regulation, I would think on any on any typical major championship golf course and the way that they're set up, he's not going to lose. But that's not the case of what happened. And it also, if you're going to have a golf course where that can happen, it, I would say the old course at St. Andrews. The only defense that the golf course has is are the weather conditions, and the course was firm, and it, it already plays quite short for as far as the players hit the ball now. But it was playing firmer than normal, and there wasn't any wind. So I had mentioned to you before, uh, if the conditions stay like they are, they're going to shoot in the 20s, uh, 20 under par, and that's actually what it wound up being on the number. I thought it may even be a little bit lower than that, but it wasn't. But uh, just to think of that number, you're in you're in 20 under par to to win a major. That that doesn't happen very often. Uh, it can happen there, 
and I'm not sure when you will see St. Andrews on on the rotation uh, again for a bit. I'm not saying that it's going going to go away. Again, that's not my call. Uh, but just outside looking in, I don't know if that's quite what they want as a winning score. Uh, this was the 150th anniversary, so you were going to have the, the tournament there regardless. Um, and, and there's a lot of history at that at that uh, at, at the course there at St Andrews. But, but moving forward, I think it may take a quite some time. You're limited there with what you can do with course changes. So you think, well, if it's too short, why don't they just make the tees longer? Why don't they do other things? Somewhat landlocked there, uh, so there's only so much that you can do, and they're very reliant on the weather to be able to not have the scores extremely low. Coach, I know one of the things that was disappointing to a lot of golf fans, man, oh my God, Tiger just didn't have it. I mean, I don't. It, it's painful to watch, but you know, of course, we love to see him play, and we love to see him get those moments like that last walk, you know, down 18. It was beautiful to see. But, you know, as a fan of his, watching him really struggle and, you know, really not be anywhere near contention, it, it's, it's bittersweet. It's, it's great that he's getting the opportunity, but it is also tough to watch him struggle and limp his way around the course. It's tough to watch it, and I'll tell you one thing that I noticed. It was almost uh, uh, – no one – I know he, that he didn't want to play as poorly as he did, okay? We all know that. But it almost – uh, it seemed like it, it, it maybe it didn't bother him uh, as much as it used to. That was just kind of the impression that I picked up on. I agree. Or maybe it was because, or maybe it was because he was over par so early and so quickly by a large amount early in his round. Maybe he was just because once he was that far over and the conditions weren't as difficult. I'm like, I I I, I didn't see a pathway after nine or ten holes how he was going to be able to make the cut just because I knew the cut was going to be low, which it was. And w- when he got off to that start, it was just it was just really difficult for him to, to be able to rebound from that poor start on his part. Cameron Smith wins the championship, and now already we're getting the heavy whispers that he's looking at a you know $100 million-plus deal to go join Live Golf. And then you see the headlines today where they're also flirting with, let me tell you the names, um, Hideki Matsuyama, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, Bubba Watson, Henrik Stenson. Uh, they're building this roster, and there are a lot of folks that are speculating that throughout the course of the summer, now that the majors are done, and now that you know the, the PGA season is kind of slowing down, and we've had a couple live golf events, and they see what it's about, and they're hearing about the luxuries the players get and the caddies get, it's becoming more appealing and more attractive. Coach, I think that by the time we get to the next major season next April, the rosters for both tours are going to look drastically different. I think this thing is going to continue to grow. One thing that we're going to have to take a look at with regarding these two tours, the, the PGA Tour is able to keep a lot of momentum with its TV coverage, with interest from the general public, uh, avid golfer and just casual golfer, as long as there are majors going on. Where the PGA Tour really starts to struggle is once once the majors are over. Now, typically, the PGA used to be the last one, which was later on in August. Well, as you mentioned, all the majors are over now. So, if you're a golfer, like I'm a huge golf fan, but I'm I'm my mind is kind of switching to high school football. Getting into August, I hear coaches talking about practice and getting ready for the season. College football with Nichols and LSU coming up. 
And, you know, as that, as the average fan of golf kind of transitions into that, I wonder how the ratings are going to be live golf going forward, live golf compared to the PGA Tour. I think they're, I think they're, I know their numbers will continue to improve because I think, I think it's starting to catch on, and it's and it's going to continue to catch on because of the names that you mentioned earlier. Another side note, too, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot of talk going forward that the majors in the future are looking to kind of get together and ban players from competing in maybe the Masters or the British or stuff like that, which which hasn't happened this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. One thing that people are missing, and it may not even get down to the fact that they're going to have to just come out and say, the Masters or the U.S. Open, we're going to ban a a list of these players, and here's why. Right now, all of the players that are on the Live Golf Tour are not receiving world ranking points based upon where they finish. So a guy like Dustin Johnson, who I believe is who is the highest-ranked player on the Live Tour, and you're going to have to follow me with this, the majors are over. So every PGA Tour event that he skips or doesn't play in, or the DP, which was the European Tour, he's not playing in those events anymore. So it doesn't matter if he wins every Live Golf event, or his team does or he does individually. He will continue to fall in the world rankings. So unless he has a 10-year exemption or a lifetime exemption from winning the Masters, kind of like Bubba Watson does, if you need an exemption to get into the field based upon your world ranking, all of the players aren't receiving that if Patrick Reed, all these guys that are pretty good players, Lee Westwood, Ustazen, their world ranking will continue to fall because as of right now, they're not getting any points for playing on the live tour. So they'll continue to shuffle down the list. So a guy like Westwood that hasn't won a major, you know the name, but he can't play in any of the major events unless he gets a special exemption or if his world ranking is high enough. And it's not going to be by the time next year. So that's the, there's a there's by excluding them from getting these ranking points it can be a way to hold them out of the majors going forward without having to come out and say the USGA or the Masters or the PGA of America, we're going to ban all these players. They can just say, well, you don't meet the criteria for the world ranking points, so you can't play. So that's another, that's a whole other facet that no one's really even thinking about. Don't you think that this this whole thing? Because you're right. That's that's going to be the next strategy to try to keep them out. And then I've also seen, you know, the the counter to that, which is some of the live guys are going to go play on the Asian tour where they're still allowed to play and they could earn some ranking points. You know, it's a whole big chess match. But don't you think at some point this is going to end up in court inevitably? Because like you know, there are a whole lot of you know monopoly rules and like, hey, I've earned my tour card and I had I didn't do anything wrong. Why are you guys banning me from playing? Like, I feel like at some point there are going to be some lawsuits filed. I don't know how they're going to go, but you know how this stuff gets. Lawyers end up getting involved, and I got a feeling this whole situation is going to end up in court here before long. At the end of it, lawyers always get involved. <laughs> right. Okay. We know that one way or the other. 
and this will wind up there. So let's just paint a bigger picture here for everyone to kind of understand. Mainly, a lot of your more traditional folks, I would say, I'm probably the other way with the Live Golf Tour compared to most people. But most of your people that are traditional golf fans, they don't like the Live Tour. They don't like what's going on. They say, you need to stay with the PGA Tour. And the PGA Tour is very controlling, quite honestly, in the way that they've handled their business in the past. Very much so. If a player fails a drug test, if a player doesn't do things a certain way, certain people, they let it out who it is, and certain people, they hide stuff to protect them, okay? There's no secret about that. That's why you see some current live player tours, I mean, that have left the PGA Tour. They feel like they were burned by them. But let me get back to my original point here. So for those that are saying, well, you need to be loyal to the PGA Tour, you need to do all these other things that they're doing to stay loyal. Because they are choosing, which is their right, you know, they're one, any person, any golfer, I can tell you, especially when you get older, like I am, you're one hurt back, you're one el- elbow or any injury where you have to earn your money. Largely, you have to earn your money on the PGA Tour. It's very different. Second place can be two million, a, a million bucks. Ten, a triple bogey on the last hole can drop you down to a hundred grand. I mean, it's, yeah. it's that, it's that, it's that tight, <coughs> that competitive. It's so competitive. But for those that are saying you need to be loyal to the PGA Tour, well, if you go to the Live Tour, you get what you get. How can a person, in my opinion, who's on the Live Tour, earning whatever money he or she can get, but then is still, again, being penalized by not getting any, any world ranking points to where they can compete in the majors? They're getting penalized again. So you're going to criticize the person that's going to another tour to to earn their living and knowing that they're going to be held out from participating in these other events. And you're saying the loophole is going to the Asian tour. That, I mean, to me, that's not true because the fields aren't strong enough. Yeah. And the weaker the field, you won't get enough world ranking points. Remember, every event that's played, Dustin Johnson, all these top guys on the Live Tour, Patrick Reed, they're falling further and further and further behind. And unless they have a win like Reed has, he should be able. He he has a lifetime uh, invite to get back to the Masters. Are they going to go back on that and pull that away too? So they're being quite a bit heavy-handed, and. I don't know. This thing is going so far. People are saying they're going to merge and get back together. I don't know if it's ever going to get back together again. Honestly, I, 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 I don't know at this point. Both sides are digging in so deep, um, even with lawyers getting involved. I don't, I don't know if, they, if I can see a pathway for both to coexist. Very, very interesting stuff. We could do a whole show on this, but we're out of time for today. My friend, thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon. We will chat soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is Coach James Schilling doing a wonderful job. It's this whole thing is is crazy. You know, I think it's crazy that the tour's trying to lock them out as hard as they are. I think it's crazy that the fans are faulting the players for accepting a hundred million dollars guaranteed. Who wouldn't? Every single fan in the gallery that's booing would do the same thing. And I also think that it's crazy that we as a country are, oh, you know, it's dirty money, Saudi Arabia. 
our own president was there last week yeah. shaking hands with those people. So, like, I don't know. This whole situation is weird. And I, I often have said throughout the summer, if this works and they start making money with this, what's to stopping them from saying, okay, let's make a basketball league. LeBron James, come on play. Or, hey, let's make a football league. You guys have a salary cap. You're limited as to how much money you can make. Tom Brady, come make $80 million a year with us. What's, what's stopping this from growing further? A mess. It's a mess. Yes, it's a mess. He's, I was going to say he's live short for LHSA. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he was talking, when Coach Schilling was saying that, you know, they're so divided it's never going to come back together, that's what it yeah. sounds like. That's what it sounds like. But I tell you this, if they get Smith, who just won the Open, Matsuyama, Scott, Leishman, Watson, Stinson, and add that to the Shambo and Reed and Dustin Johnson and Mickelson, all those guys they already have, at some point, it's going to be hard to deny that like, they've got a really, really good roster. Now, I think people have a problem with it because of where the money's coming from. Sure. I mean, that's... Sure. But the other tours, you know, heavily funded by big corporate sponsors like Nike and everything of that sort. Nike runs sweatshops. Yeah. I think all big money is dirty money at the end of the day if you trace it far enough. It, it's, I don't know. It's a convoluted, as you said, it's a mess. Let's catch a break when we get back on play-by-play. We'll go around the headlines in the world of sports. We're having a good time. We've got 20 minutes to spend on KLEB. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year, two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year, 11 seasons at Notre Dame, two college football playoff appearances, and now the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at tigerrag.com. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The best-kept secret on the bayou is, well, it's Raceland Auto Center. The secret is, number one, they do their repairs right the first time. Number two is you don't need an appointment. Number three, they use top-quality parts. Number four, they're honest and reliable. Number five, they sell most brand-name tires. Number six, they're a bumper-to-bumper full-service center. Number seven, they charge small-town prices on repairs in comparison to dealership prices. Repeat customers always become family. Raceland Auto Center, Highway 308 in Raceland. What does the WeatherBug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. 
Since 1948, that's 74 years, Hilaria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, Platina, Knotless Dynamic, Alara Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alario Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alario Brothers before the season begins. That's Alario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at alariobros.com. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. That's yes, the event. Yes, indeed. Thank you. We finished strong after getting this better, start. getting better. It's play by play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their day. Let's take our sponsors today: the Blue Boot Rodeo, Southland Dodge, and Homa Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. A reminder, join us Saturdays, 10 o'clock, for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravaugh and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. We've got about 15 minutes to spend. The drama has been uh, burning out at SEC Media Days. A lot of folks are chiming in on the quote-unquote, mega conferences that are being formed. Of course, the SEC is going to be adding Texas and Oklahoma. The Pac-12 is going to be losing USC and UCLA to the Big Ten. Um, There are rumors that the SEC is trying to hunt down Florida State and Clemson and some of the others, whatever it may be. Nick Saban is one who's not a huge fan of what is happening right now. He said at SEC Media Days today, he said mega conferences will create more of a caste system maybe in college football, and everyone has to decide if that's the direction we really want to go or not. He said at Alabama, we're one of the haves. It's probably a good thing, but for some of the have-nots, maybe it won't work out so well. Um, and then Saban continued, the biggest concern is how does this impact and affect recruiting? On the recruiting trail right now, there's a lot of people using – oh, no, I'm sorry, this is a different topic. He's talking about NIL now, and he says on the recruiting trail right now, there's a lot of people using this as – uh, inducements to go to their school by making promises as to whether they may or may not be able to keep it in terms of what players are doing. So first piece of this, let's talk about the major mega conference situation. I think it's a mess. I 
don't know how it's going to look. I don't know that anything was broken, so I don't know why we're trying to fix something that's not broken. Um, how are you going to have a conference that has a zillion teams and hardly anyone's going to play anyone else in the conference? I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know why they're even messing with this, but what are your thoughts as you're seeing these leagues expand? Well, the more teams you add, how is that going to allow you to play non-conference games? Do you have to just play all of your conference games? Or will you have some leeway in that schedule where you can play non-conference? Or how you realign it? Do you have three, four divisions instead of two? I don't know. Do you, I, I, do you, I mean, every, is every game going to be an SEC game? Is it going to be like the NFL? Like the SEC is going to only play? I don't know. I have no idea how this is going to look. I, I, I mean, if I was coaching an SEC team, I would not want to play all SEC games. Hell That's no. brutal. Hell no. The, the, the only way I would make an exception to that would be if there's an understanding that, okay, we're going to have like a conference championship at the end, and whoever wins that is going to go to the playoff no matter what. So it doesn't matter if you get beat up, you get two, three losses, whatever. It doesn't. But what my fear is what you just said. Everybody beats the hell out of everybody else, and some lesser conference has three, four teams that are undefeated. Like, I don't know. I'm nervous about that. I wouldn't want to play it. Like you said, those are difficult games, man. you got to play 12 of them. That's, that's tough. So you'd have one, like a tournament at the end? Or how, I don't know. You can't... I, I don't know. That's, that's the th- I have no idea. <laughs> does the SEC have their own? Four divisions in the four? Does they have, do they have their own playoff at the yeah, end? I, how about this? Let's just leave it how it is. You know, you're, you're the, especially from the SEC perspective, you win the national championship every single season. What more do you want? I know what they, they're seeing. They're seeing the money. I get that. But, man, I, it's easy to just say, all right, we're going to add this. We're going to add that. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But until we see a plan of how it's going to actually be executed. that Well, with the two teams coming in, did they realign? <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. Um, and there, there are whispers about that. Okay, I think the conference is not. Conference has 14 teams now, right? I think it's going to be 16 with the new additions. Um, will they do four groups of four? I, will they do eight and eight? I, again, we don't know. We eight don't know. and eight. You got seven SEC games. If you play everybody every year. Everybody in your division, then there are going to be some cross matchups, right? So they, that would mean if they did two oh, pools, if they do two pools of eight, you could play everybody else. That's seven. And let's say you play two on the other side. That would be nine conference games instead of eight, which is what you play now. So I guess that's reasonable. That could be done. You just play one less non-conference game. But I don't know, man. And look, from the SEC side of this, they're sitting on top of the Golden Mountain. Whatever they do, they've already got Alabama and LSU and Florida and all these great programs. They're going to be fine no matter what. I worry about this from the perspective of a Big Ten. You're adding USC and UCLA. And let's not even talk about football for a second. Does UCLA women's soccer really want to go play a road game in the middle of the season at Rutgers, which is all the way across the country? Like, that's going to cause some change. We spend a lot of time talking about football, which is not a sport you have to worry about. They make millions and millions of dollars. But gymnastics and soccer and, you know, tennis. And does UCLA tennis want to go play Minnesota in the middle of the season, in the middle of their conference? That's. It becomes a situation, and we saw this in the Southland. A lot of schools. Hey, we're going to go join this league, or we're going to go join that league. We're going to leave the Southland. Guess what happened? A lot of them schools went. Their expenses got too high, and guess where they are now? Right back in the Southland Conference. Lamar being one of them. Uh, they're 
the grass isn't always greener on the other side. But just like with us, when we were for in high school, we were put into the Westgate, New Iberia District, they have football. Oh, it's only one game a week. Well, these minor sports or basketball, baseball, that's two games. You play, you're not just playing one. you got to travel not on a Friday. you got to travel midweek. So, um, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. And if it's not broke, why try and fix it? What do, you, what do you think about the NIL stuff, right? Because on one hand, I agree with what they're trying to do, right? If I'm a five-star player and I could go to, let's say, the Blue Boot Rodeo and sign autographs and T-shirts and you know get people to pay to take pictures with me or whatever, I think I should be able to do that. But if I'm a five-star recruit and a business in uh, – Oxford, Mississippi says, all right, kid, I'm going to give you 50 grand. Go to Ole Miss. You have to do nothing in return. Like, just go to Ole Miss. I'll give you 50 grand. It's an NIL deal. That's not NIL. That's not aim, name, image, and likeness. That's just a, a buyout. That's just you, know, you being paid off. So, you know, curious to see how that shakes out. But I believe we got someone on the phone lines. Good morning. You're on play-by-play. What's going on? Hello, hello. We go to the phone lines. Hello, hello. You are on play by play. How's it going? Do you hear us? I can hear you. Yes. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? How can how can we help you? Yeah, I was looking for Jerry Gisclair. Uh, sorry. Uh, call our office line. Okay. What line is this? Oh, we uh, someone's looking for truck. Truck's not here. You just hung up. I'm not gonna give out or. I'm not going to be a secretary on the air during the show. <laughs> oh. oh, yes, you could get, you could leave them a call back. No, no, I don't even know the office line. But anyway, uh, yeah, what are your thoughts about the NIL situation? Uh, I think the intent is good. Like you said, if you can go somewhere and uh, put your name on the back of a T-shirt and sell those shirts and make some money, that's fine. But uh, always some people take it to the extreme. Course. And they're going to use this NIL to their advantage. And uh, maybe the rich will get richer. What do you think about Alabama this coming year? They lost some guys now. Mm-hmm. They lost some dudes to the draft. You know, Brian Robinson, Evan Neal, you know, Meshi and Jamison Williams. And, but they also hit the portal pretty hard. They got, you know, Eli Ricks from LSU, Georgia wide receiver Jermaine Burton. They got the big quarterback Bryce Young back and everything. Sort of, of course, it's Alabama. They're going to be good. Some years they're better than others. Do you think that this has got a chance to be a dominant Alabama team this coming season? Uh, I wouldn't go as far as to say dominant, but I think they'll be in the mix come you know, end of the year. Here's the trick about Alabama, and you know, fuss me if you think that I'm wrong with this. They made it to the finals last year. I didn't think they were very good. For like LSU, half of their team went on the road and almost beat them last year. Auburn, a zillion overtimes. Auburn outplayed them, should have beat them. Neither LSU nor Auburn was any good last year. Texas A&M beats them last year. They were yeah, they were just I. Right. Florida, who ended up being awful, they go to the swamp last year. Florida almost beats them, so they had a lot of close calls. They weren't a dominant team last year. They get into the playoff, they get Cincinnati. That's a favorable matchup. Then they they lose to Georgia in the rematch. But it was an Alabama team that truly, I only thought, played excellent, like lights-out football that one game against Georgia in the SEC championship game. The other games, they were just, eh, just getting by. And we talked about that a couple of years ago where, you know, we predict games and, you know, I would say Alabama, it wouldn't surprise me if they dropped games 
early in the season. I didn't think they were as good. But like you said, they turned it on at the end. And it, it seems like every year Alabama's in some very games that should you wouldn't think would be close, but they are close. And they drop a couple of those. But uh, I think this year they'll be fine. But I, I don't think dominant. Yeah, uh, is gonna. I think they're gonna need some luck along the way to get into that top four. <laughs> they play a fun non-conference game that really hasn't been talked about a lot. In week two, they go play a true road game at Texas, September the tenth in Austin, eleven a.m. kickoff. That's going to be hot as hell. That'll be a fun matchup. And then, of course, you dive deeper into that. That's Saban versus Sarkeesian. Mm-hmm. That'll be a fun early test. Week one won't be a problem. They're going to beat Utah State by a zillion. But that week two matchup with Texas, for them, that's going to be a big showdown matchup. And you know, Texas always wants to stand on the table and you know yell and scream that they're back. That's an opportunity to prove it. That's a huge one there, always around. Yeah, here's their chance right here, week two, uh, Texas, to see you know what they can do. Uh, I don't like the 11 a.m. kickoff. Oh, oh no, indeed. I mean, we're going to no, still be on the sports corner while the it, game starts. Yeah, it's going to be hot. And um, I, I, why is it 11 a.m.? I, I think I, obviously TV. Yeah, it's on Fox, and they do that big noon kickoff deal. So that's their game of the week. Is at 11 every year, every week? It seems like that could be a prime time. I agree. Uh, LSU starting the season with Florida State, and I've been telling people like y'all. You look at this schedule. They open with Florida State, then they play Southern, and they're hosting Mississippi State. They're hosting New Mexico. That's four games right out of the gate that will all be in Louisiana. The Florida State game in the Dome, the other three games in Tiger Stadium. You're going to be favored in all of them. You go on the road October the 1st, you play Auburn. That's a, that's going to be a test, right? But Auburn's predicted to be the worst team in the SEC West. Then you're home against Tennessee. You're going to be favored in that one. You're playing Florida. Like What I'm getting at is, you can maybe start five or six and zero. Oh, get these guys believing. You know, get some Brian Kelly vibe in here. If LSU gets hot early and everybody starts buying in, man, this thing could really start to snowball. The schedule usually the schedule you look at it early in the year like, oh, this is brutal. It's not that bad for an SEC slate. A lot of your tough games are at home, like Alabama, like Ole Miss, like Tennessee, and then. You know, you get a chance to get some stockpile, some wins early in the year. I, I like what LSU's schedule looks like. Yeah, they could very easily be 4-5-0. and oh, But let me ask you this, Florida State game. Mm-hmm. Florida State plays a game the week before the LSU oh, game. I hate that. I hate that. Who, and I think it was on, uh, maybe been on Gus's show, who do you think has the advantage going into the LSU-Florida State game? LSU not playing the week before or Florida State having one game under their belt? Coaches always say that the most improvements you make are from week one to week two, so I would tend to say Florida State. Um, but then again, though, now that, now that you mention it, Florida State doesn't have any Brian Kelly LSU film. Like, they can't – like, if Bebe would be there, you could just go back and watch last year's film. So, I don't know. I, I – I don't know. I could see that both ways. That's a, I didn't realize they played a week before. That, that's a good observation. That's certainly something to pay attention to. I remember a couple years ago, LSU faced, I believe it was BYU in the opener. I think it was BYU in the opener. And they had played a game the week before, and LSU like slaughtered them. It didn't make a difference. So we'll see. But that's definitely something interesting to pay attention to. Yeah, if they come with new schemes and stuff, Florida State will not have any film on that. Uh, you could go back to some Notre Dame films, but... 
I don't know that there are any Kayshawn Boutes that know the name. No, they're different. (laughs) SEC talent's a little different. Yeah, no doubt about that. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. That's certainly something to pay attention to. We thank Coach Colley so much for his time. As always, we thank uh, Coach Delahousse, Coach Schilling, and Coach Young for their time. We're going to put a pin in it right here. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB. We thank you all so, so very much. It is Casey Disler signing off. Have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless everybody. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted